Good morning, Connect. Thank you so much for joining us again online this morning. Uh, we are about one week in now for many of you, I think, and being locked down in your homes. I hope you survived this first week. I hope you found somewhere in your home to uh, notch up each day that you survived so you can keep track of uh, how many days you'll be there. Uh, we wish we could be together here in person, and we're looking forward to the time when we will be able to gather again. But in the meantime, I'm so glad you can join us online this morning. Um, it's, it's just crazy time right now. I was uh, online earlier this week and saw some pictures of some places around the country that are normally teeming with people, packed full of people, uh, and the streets were empty. Maybe you saw some of these pictures. Uh, here's one of Las Vegas. Normally, Las Vegas, the streets are full of people, and it's completely empty. Not a soul on the streets. How about this one of Chicago? Any of you guys ever been to Millennium Park here? Um, there's no one there. I've always wanted to get a picture by the bean without hundreds of people in it. This would be the day to go and get a picture of yourself reflected in the bean there. And I'm sad to show you the next picture because I'm worried that with it being spring break last week, some of you should have been at this location. But check out this picture of Disney World. Completely empty. Can you imagine being there on spring break and it being this empty? That would be amazing. It's crazy, isn't it, looking at these pictures of these places that are normally teeming with people, hustle and bustle and unpacked, and instead, these lively places are, are quiet and empty and, and peaceful. But isn't it funny how the places that are normally very busy have become peaceful but for some of us, the places that used to be peaceful have now become pretty busy. I read a post from a friend of mine on Facebook this week, and she was talking about having to work from home, and, and this is what she posted. She said, none of my work colleagues come into the restroom while I'm in there. I've never had to say to my coworkers three times, please, can you leave? This is why I need to work in the office. So for those of you working from home, if you have small children, I know it's been a, a crazy week and maybe it's not as peaceful as you're used to. But that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about peace. And when I say peace, I, I'm not talking at this time about peace as in a lack of noise and, and busyness. I'm talking about peace, the peace that you feel as the, the lack of chaos, the disappearance of chaos, the peace that we feel and, and the tranquility that we can feel in those moments. Because I think that we probably would agree that that's the kind of peace that all of us deep down are looking for. And probably more so now than ever before. With all that's going on in the world right now, more so now than ever before, we're looking for that deep sense of peace. You see, I believe Jesus wants to give us this gift of peace. I believe he has this, this wonderful gift he wants to give us of peace. We mentioned this recently in John 14, 27. Jesus himself said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. This wonderful gift that Jesus wants to give. We hear it spoken about by some of his followers when we read through the Bible. In the New Testament, there was a guy by the name of Paul. Now, Paul has an incredible journey because Paul didn't start out as a follower of Jesus. In fact, quite the opposite. 
Paul began his life, when we meet Paul for the first time in the New Testament, he was persecuting followers of Jesus. He was the guy who was in charge of capturing and imprisoning and even killing followers of Jesus in that that early church right after Jesus had, had lived and died. And then one day, Paul himself has an encounter with Jesus. It transforms his life. He goes from being an an enemy of Jesus to a follower of Jesus. And not just a follower, Jesus then takes him and and uses him to start to build his church, to plant churches, to reach people for him, and to see Christianity grow through the works of Paul. The amazing thing is, Paul, he, he had such a huge impact on that early church. Most, a, a lot of the New Testament are letters written by Paul himself. And do you know what? Each letter that he started, whether it's to a church or to an individual, would have some kind of phrase like this. Well, I'll, I'll read the one from Philippians. Philippians 1-2 says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was given this message of peace to everyone that he wrote to. Because I think he'd experience that peace, that gift that only Jesus can give himself. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to take it seriously when I hear someone like Paul talking about peace. Because if there was ever anyone who I think would wrestle with the idea of finding peace, it would be somebody like Paul. You imagine all of the baggage he brought into his relationship with Jesus, knowing that he was once somebody who persecuted, imprisoned, even killed followers of Jesus. Now here he is proclaiming Jesus. On top of that, as a missionary in the first century, we read that he was imprisoned himself. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was persecuted, all for being a follower of Jesus. And yet still, he talks about this peace. So I want to experience the kind of peace that Paul's talking about. Because I wonder if you're sitting there this morning and, and thinking through the things in your life right now. If you had a list of things that, that are high priority, things that you may need, things that maybe are filling you with a little bit of anxiety right now, what kind of things would be on that list? Maybe health. I'm sure a lot of us are thinking about health at this time in this, this coronavirus time. Maybe income would be on that list. Something I need right now is income. I've, I've lost my source of income for a period of time. Uh, the place where I work has closed down, and, and this is a struggle for me now. So, so something I need isn't just health, it's, it's income. Maybe it's food. Maybe for you it's a, uh, a fear. Well, what if I don't have enough food? What if I don't have the food I need? Maybe it's toilet paper. We could have a whole list of, of all the things we need, but I wonder, would you add peace to that list as well? And if you were to add peace, where would it be on the list? Would it be uh, above food? Would it be above income? Would it be even above health? For me personally, I'd have it at the top of the list. Because I want to experience peace in every area of my life. I believe that this gift that Jesus has of peace for us, it it can affect our our health, our income, it can affect our family, every part of our lives. And here's the key. Here's Paul, Paul teaches to a, a church in Philippi in the book of Philippians. He teaches about this peace that only Jesus can bring. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, he explains it this way. He says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. He means, you know, there's no way to really fully understand and comprehend this peace that only God can give. The peace of God, it will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. And here's why I really like that particular verse. Because it follows on from another thought that Paul has in the verse before. Let's take a look at that verse together and see what I mean. Verse 6 of Philippians chapter 4 says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So Paul is quite simply saying, don't worry. Now, I know that's not easy, but it's a choice, I think, as followers of Jesus, we have to make to, to not worry. So don't worry. Pray. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Because when it comes to health and money and food, we've got a choice there. We, we can be fearful or we can choose to trust God, to let him know, to let him know what we need, to thank him for what he's already done. And if we do all that, then what happens? Well, Paul says, doesn't he, in verse 7, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the kind of peace we can experience, the kind of peace that Paul understood, the kind of peace that only Jesus himself can give. We can experience that peace at this time. And you know what? There's more. In fact, we're at a time in history, I believe, where we're in a place as followers of Jesus to do something that we've never, ever been able to do. In fact, I think it's great news. And I want to tell you what I mean by this. I want to explain what I mean by this, this great news, this, this unique place we find ourselves in. And I'm going to tell you, but first... I want to pause just for a second because I, I want Andy to catch us up on some great things that took place uh, just in the last couple of days here at Connect. So let's turn over to Andy. Good morning, Connect Church, and thank you for being a part of the Drive-By Donations Initiative where we were able to partner with a great local organization in WIP. As you know, WIP stands for Washington Helps Its People, and as you can see, that's exactly what you've all done. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for leading in generosity. Thank you for um, all of the many, many, many donations. Because of this, many families who are in need currently are gonna be provided for because of your generosity. So we say thank you for all you've done today. Thank you so much from all of our WIT volunteers. We are humbled by the many donations we have gotten in. We serve an exceedingly abundant God who has connected supplies and will hook them up with needs. We just don't know what to say. Thank you. You have uh, answered the call and filled our need exceedingly. Thank you so much. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Connect, for your generosity. You just never cease to amaze me. A couple of weeks ago, we had a blood drive. Every single appointment was full that weekend. So many Connect people came through that blood drive. Yesterday, seeing all of those cans and all those goods connected uh, for WIP, both from Connect and from other churches here in the community, was just fantastic. Last week, we had a, a member of Connect contact us. They had 100 sandwiches they got from Michael's that they wanted to donate to people in the community or to organizations, food pantries that were in need. I love that the spirit, the heart of Connect is, is truly sharing, not hoarding. 
that we have this desire to give. You know, here at Connect, uh, before all of these changes came about, we had a great plan, a great mission, a mission to impact Washington locally and impact uh, the world. And so many of you who call Connect Church your church home, you play a part in that mission. You give faithfully. And we are so grateful for that. Each week in our service, we, we pause to take up an offering. And obviously, here in a digital context, that's a little bit different. But you can still give online. If you prefer, prefer to give by check, you can do that. Just let us know. We can actually even mail you some envelopes, stamped addressed envelopes, so you can send your check in so you don't even have to leave the house. But thank you so much for those of you who give on a regular basis. If you're watching this morning and you want to give to support the Ministries of Connect Church, you can. There's an option up in the, the tab here to give. But we are so grateful for those of you who continue to give at this time. You know, earlier I explained, didn't I, that um, the title of this series is Great News. And in talking about peace, this is why I think this is such great news for this particular time. I mean, don't get me wrong. First and foremost, the fact that Jesus wants to give us this gift of peace, that in itself is great news. As followers of him, we have access to this peace that can only be found in him. That's great news. But I really believe there's something unique happening right now. There's, there's even greater news. You see, what we're experiencing right now is, is the suddenness of this catastrophic event. That, that fear that, that jumps in, the uncertainty. And, and this isn't a new thing. Others have experienced this before. Many others have experienced things like this at different times in their lives. I have a really good friend here at Connect. Her name is Jen. Some of you know Jen. She's, she's fantastic. And back in 2013, she qualified to run the Boston Marathon. She was so excited. This was a huge dream of hers to be able to not just run a marathon, but to run the Boston Marathon. She said it was an incredible day. She, she finished the race. She got her medal. She was making her way to this school bus that uh, was going to take her back to the start of the course where all of her belongings were. And she told me the story that as she was stepping onto the school bus, she hears this loud explosion. It was the first of the two bombs that went off that day at the Boston Marathon. Seconds later, there was another loud explosion. Just a day or two later, she found herself back in Washington, Illinois, just, just playing through the idea of, of how close she'd been to that actually happening. And I remember her telling me, you know, one of the struggles was that she just returned from this incredibly traumatic event. But here in Washington, life was just moving on just as normal. She said it was really difficult. There would be times that um, she would just see a school bus here in the community and it would trigger that moment that she was stood getting on that school bus when that first bomb exploded. It took her right back there to this traumatic event. But it was something that she was going through alone at that time, other than the presence of God with her. You know, Case and I, we've known uh, loved ones, families here at Connect who have got tragic news just all of a sudden, a cancer diagnosis or a, a health thing that just came out of the blue. Maybe someone who's lost a loved one suddenly. We've known families whose homes have been destroyed by fires, Casey and I, we had our, our home. We lost all of our contents in a fire once. And when we talk to people like this, we recognize that when that happens to you alone, 
that has a, a big impact because you're going through the trauma of that while everyone else is just carrying on their normal lives around them. Now, things were a little bit different back in 2013 when the tornado hit Washington. We got to experience what it's like to face a tragedy, something catastrophic, together as a community. It didn't lessen the fact that some of us lost everything, lost belongings, lost our homes. But there was just something about going through that loss and that tragedy together as a community. There was just a little bit more support there as we knew we weren't going through this alone. We were going through this together. It gave us just a little bit more peace. That's what I think is unique about what's happening right now. This, this situation that we're in right now with the coronavirus, this isn't just affecting us here in Washington. It's not just affecting Illinois or our state. We, we have friends in other towns, other states, other parts of the world that are being impacted by this. I've got friends and family back in England, and I'm communicating with them via FaceTime and emails and texts, and, and they're in the same boat as we are. Their kids are out of school. Their churches aren't meeting. They're having to come up with creative ways like this to um, have their church services. Now, some things are different in different countries. I saw one picture online uh, a friend of mine posted in England, and it was of a supermarket, and uh, the shelves were completely empty, but the aisle where the shelves were empty were where the tea bags were. So I don't know if it was true or not, but if it was, I mean, that is catastrophic, you know, to have all the tea be unavailable. I mean, we're pretty serious about our tea. I think you remember you dumped some in the harbor and it wasn't a good thing. But wherever we are in the world right now, we're all going through this together. And here's why I think this is great news for us as followers of Jesus. You see, as we continue to lean into this gift of peace that Jesus wants to give us all, that Paul reminded us about in the letters that he wrote, we have a chance collectively as Christ followers around our community and around the world to show that peace to others who aren't experiencing it right now. Because we're going through this together. So together, we can show this peace. If you're watching me speak right now, maybe you're, you're watching and, and you've not experienced this peace you aren't yet a follower of Jesus. And, and maybe you've seen that piece in a friend or a family member who, who is a follower of Jesus. And it's something you hunger for. It's something you want to experience in your life also. Well, you too can find that peace yourself. You can find that peace in a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about going to church on a Sunday. I'm not talking about being good. Those, those are great things. I'm talking about the kind of peace you find when you have a personal relationship with Jesus, where you are in a place where you've asked him into your life to be a part of your life. And you might be sitting here this morning thinking, well, well I don't even know how to do that. You could talk to a friend you can talk to one of our hosts right now in the, the chat feature here. You could message us. You could uh, email us. You could even just pray along with me as I pray this prayer. I want to pray right now for anyone who's, who's here watching me right now who doesn't yet have a relationship with Jesus and who is desperate to, to experience this peace that I've been talking about. So if that's you, as I pray this prayer, just simply listen to the words of the prayer. 
when I'm done, just say amen and make this your prayer. Father God, thank you that you sent Jesus. Father God, thank you that you sent Jesus to to die in my place. You sent him for me. God, I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to follow him. I want to turn my back from trying to do this my own way. And I want to know what it looks like to follow Jesus, to live my life according to him. Because God, I want to experience that peace, that gift of peace that he talked about, that he left, that he promised us. Let me experience that peace as I follow him, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you did pray that prayer, I'd love for you to contact us somehow. Just let us know that you prayed that. Let us know that you want to pursue this relationship with Jesus. We'd love to help you in that. We'd love to help you get started on that journey with us. But finally this morning, I want to do something together now, something a little bit different, something we've not done before. Something as a church family, because we may not be connected here this morning in this building, but right now we are connected in our homes all around Washington, all around central Illinois, maybe around the world here this morning. I'm not sure where you're watching from, but right now we're together as a community, separated but together. So here's how I want to close out the service this morning. We're going to pray a prayer together of peace. So I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm going to lead us in this prayer. But as I pray, the words of this prayer are going to be on the screen. And I want you, if you're watching by yourself or if you're watching as a family, just to pray this prayer out loud together. If you feel comfortable, pray it out loud. Because the truth is, even though this gift of peace is something that Jesus promised, for us as followers, it's a choice we have to make. It's a decision to say, Jesus, help me to focus. We talked about this last week. Not on the wind and the waves, but to focus on you, to experience that peace. So I'm going to pray this prayer. Why don't you pray along with me at home today? Thank you, Jesus, for leaving us with the gift of peace of mind and heart. Please help me as I make the choice to not worry. This isn't easy but I know I can do it with your help. I commit to pray to you and tell you what I need, and I will also be intentional in thanking you for all that you have already provided. And I thank you that as a result, you want to give me a peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray that this peace will be infectious and that others will be drawn to this great news. Amen.